Welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 151, part one of a talk given by Father Raniero Cantalamesa. The talk is entitled Reconciliation. Don't be afraid, it's just one page. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said once, <clears throat> where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. So Jesus is here among us, more present than any one of us, because we are never fully present where we are staying. No? Our thoughts are maybe at home with children. We are distracted. On the contrary, Jesus is here present. I all, uh, when we were singing Jesus, Jesus, I almost could see him rejoicing. And it's incredible the joy of Jesus when people praise him and believe in him, is gathered around him, so uh, he's here present, looking at us with incredible love. After proclaiming this great message of justification through faith, by grace through faith, St. Paul goes on in chapter 6 asking a question and saying, uh, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. Some of you may have asked uh, after my talk this morning, then there is nothing more to do. So just to believe, uh, to be justified, to receive the grace of God. No, there is something to do. <laughs> there is something to do. What is important is to keep the order between gift and duty, not to put duty before gift, as the, the grace were the reward of, for our uh, good deeds, but to keep the order. In fact, St. Paul gives us an example of keeping the order. He doesn't start speaking about duties, virtues. He starts speaking about the state of humanity, <laughs> deprived of the glory of God, and then what God did in Jesus Christ, uh, changing the destiny of humankind. But then he goes on and saying, explaining the work of Jesus, uh, taking away sin, giving a new life of the Spirit. Starting for chapter 12, St. Paul starts describing duties. <laughs> Love must be without pretense. You must obey to the ordained uh, authorities. Uh, purity, every virtue is mentioned, especially love, charity. So, uh, sometimes speaking to Protestant audiences, when uh, there is enough friendship and uh, confidence, trust to, to say, uh, to speak uh, clearly, I, I have said to my Protestant brothers, uh, well, the, the main uh, mistake made at the time of Reformation was not to separate the letter to the Romans from the rest of the New Testament. Huh? This is the common uh, 
uh, observation we make. So the, uh, Luther separated the letter to the Romans from the rest of the New Testament, especially from the letters of James, where uh, good works are spoken of. Huh? Uh, no, the main mistake was to, to separate the first part of the letter to the Romans from the second part. Because if we take the whole letter to the Romans, there is room for the work of Jesus, the grace, justification to face, unconditioned grace. But the, the grace of God, the love of God, the Holy Spirit, which is the same, is unconditioned, but not without the consequences. <laughs> And then he describes the consequences, starting from this consequence of getting rid of sin, which is the topic of this evening. <laughs> getting rid of sin. <laughs> Sounds austere, eh? but uh, a greater joy will come after a moment of penit uh, this penitential moment. So, Come with me because I am the first in need of this uh, penitential liturgy. What we are going to do is a kind of Paschal Exodus, a journey from a complicity with sin to a, a promised land of freedom, of uh, completely trusting God, uh, surrendering to God. And we divide our, this Paschal Exodus in four stations. The first station is acknowledging sin, acknowledging sin, admitting sin, but not in general. <laughs> we know very well that the modern world has lost the sense of sin. So we repeat this all the time and we, we, are, we are true. Huh? Uh, the world of today is afraid of many things. Huh? Uh, some years ago of the uh, nuclear war, nowadays terrorism or incurable diseases, there, there has always been something which uh, had the power of frightening uh, humankind. But the world has no fear of the declared war to, uh, war to God. We just uh, in his hands the destiny of humanity. But I, I repeat, we are not here to, tonight to denounce the, the lack of the sense of sin in the world. We are here to see if sin is somehow, somewhere hidden in our life, to acknowledge sin in our life. And to achieve this uh, in a very short time, we put ourselves in front of a mirror, a mirror is the word of God, of course, which was a, a, a text, a, pa a page of the, the, the word of God, uh, is Galatians 5, where St. Paul lists the fruits of the flesh and then the fruits of the spirit. We just read this, uh, these lists of uh, the works of the flesh and we ask ourselves a question, a question, is this work of the flesh present in my life? Is this fruit of the spirit <laughs> missing in my life? Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 following. The works of the flesh are plain. Immorality, impurity, licentiousness, 
idolatry. We know that <coughs> idolatry didn't end with the pagan, pagan world. There is an idolatry around us. Sex, power, money are idols. And some of these idols may hide in our life. Sorcery, sorcery, enmity, strife. Jealousy, anger. Many times we men, we consider ourselves justified if we get angry, if we raise our voices. This is not a sign of strength, it's a sign of weakness, insecurity. Selfishness, ay, 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 selfishness, uh, touch Jesus. Yes, selfishness. Living for oneself, this is selfish, selfishness. Dissension, party spirit, <coughs> envy. Drunknesses. There is a plural, drunknesses, because there are many ways of being drunk of alcohol, of other drugs, of one's, uh, one's uh, glory. And now let us listen to the list of the fruit of the Spirit and ask a, a ask a question, is this present in my life? The fruit of the Spirit is love. Love. Do I love, first of all, my, my, my bride, my spouse, my children, <coughs> my parents, my parish priest? <laughs> my <coughs> <coughs> Is there joy in my, in my life? Peace. Is there peace in my life? And if there isn't any peace, why? Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness. This says something to husbands. Gentleness. Self-control. Self-control. <coughs> Self-control, ingrata, yeah? Has many, many, many different uh, fruits uh, or uh, dimensions. There is uh, self-control in drinking, in eating, and, but in, in the Bible, self-control, ingrata, yeah, is related especially to, to sexuality. Self-control of one's sexuality. <coughs> Second station, repenting of sin, repentance. You remember what happened the day of Pentecost? 
First Peter proclaimed the kerygma. Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, when I quote this passage, my, my, I am always getting excited. Jesus of Nazareth. Do you remember this man who went around you doing well to everybody? Why is Peter concerned about people knowing who he's speaking of? Because many of them had forgotten about Jesus. Uh, he helps them to rem- remember. Do you rem- remember this man? And when he is sure that everybody has understood who he is speaking of, he let two thunderbolts come out. With the first, he kills them all, and with the second, he raises them to life. You have killed him, you have crucified him, but God raised him from the dead. Hearing this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter that cut to the heart and said to Peter what shall we do brethren this is real a real surrendering what shall we do they could have reacted in a very different way why are you accusing us of the crucifixion of your Jesus and in fact the, the council later on when Peter is is saying the same thing to the council. They react in this way. They were grinding their teeth and they wanted to kill Peter. Why are these people uh, surrendering? What shall we do, brethren? Because the Holy Spirit is convincing the word of sin. And Peter answers, repent. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sin. Then you will receive the the gift of the Holy Spirit. It seems that the only condition God puts for receiving the Holy Spirit, for experiencing a new Pentecost, is this. Repent, repent, the, I mean, repent of sin, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Word of God never, never, uh, never is, contains a false promise. So this is a promise, a formal promise. Repent, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What does repentance mean? Why is repentance in the Bible such a crucial word? It has the power. The repentance has the power of opening all the doors. When the people of Israel go in, uh, goes in front of, uh, of God, in this uh, attitude of repentance, God forgives everything and renews the covenant, renews the covenant. Uh, Why? Hmm. Because God in his omnipotence can do everything, can't he? Except one, except one. In all his omnipotence, God can do a contrite heart. For created a contrite art in its own freedom. But he, he wanted that. He decided that, creating humankind free with the freedom. So this is the condition God is bound. Unless there is repentance, taking responsibility for the evil, God can, uh, is bound, can, can do nothing. But what is true repentance? Repentance doesn't mean that I am sad because I have uh, acted um, in a wrong way. I have uh, 
uh, made a fool of myself. Uh, no, no, true repentance is to be afflicted because of the affliction we have caused in the heart of God our Father. Repentance is to be afflicted for the suffering our sins, our stubbornness provokes in the heart of God the Father. Because God the Father suffers. As any, any, as any father, he suffers. In Isaiah he says, I have begotten sons and they have rejected me. I don't, uh, don't wish any, anybody of you to, to have this, uh, the same experience or be rejected by your children because this is terrible. But this is what the, the, the word of God says about God. Why? How can the suffering of God the Father be reconciled with the, the perfection of divine nature? Oh, yes. Yes. If our God was like the God of the, philo the ph philosopher, he couldn't suffer because, of course. If our God was a, a, an absolute power or an absolute law, he couldn't suffer. Power can be when without suffering. But our God is love. And love is the most vulnerable reality in the world. Because when love is true, is real, must leave the, the loved one free to answer or to reject. And in this way you are exposed loving, you are exposed to rejection. And this is why in God there is a mysterious suffering which precedes the incarnation. Oh, Pope John Paul II in his encyclical on the Holy Spirit dedicated two pages to this mysterious suffering of God the Father, which will end, of course, in the victory of love, not destroying evil with the power, but transforming evil from inside into, into good. Yeah, as he did in Jesus Christ. If I were uh, to give a theological uh, lecture, I could explain how, how, in a better way, how this suffering of God the Father can be co reconciled with the perfection of divine nature, pointing to the distinction in God between nature and persons. As nature, God is uh, impossible, of course. But he is person also, three persons, which means relationship. And in the Trinity, the relationships are the source of every blessing and, and, and joy. But as soon as God created people, men and women, free, his relationship with this is exposed to, to rejection, to suffering and sin. Once we, we will experience, maybe <laughs> let us open before dying. We have met, through the Holy Spirit, we may have a glimpse into this mysterious suffering of God the Father, which is revealed in the cross of Jesus. And when I think that on the cross, my burden, gladly parents, you bled and died, to, to wash away my sin. So true repentance is when you understand what is behind this world. This world. I have a small, a short prayer, which uh, uh, 
I want to share with you, you may, you may make this prayer your own. God, don't allow me to die before experiencing true repentance. God, don't allow me to die before experiencing in my life true repentance. Because repentance is what allows God to make out of us new creatures. New creatures. Free, joyful, even in suffering. Repenting. There is one particular sin which uh, we should repent of uh, on first place. And it is what St. Paul calls impiety. Impiety. The anger of God is revealed from heaven against every impiety. And he explains what impiety consists in. is to know God, but to don't to, uh, to uh, uh, not glorifying him, not giving thanks. So, uh, St. Paul would say, living for oneself. This is the root of every sin, living for oneself. Uh, Jesus died so that we uh, should no longer live for oneself, which means for our glory, our comfort, our uh, prestige. But in spite of these natural feelings, because we can't avoid uh, experiencing this feeling of self-realization, in spite of all what we, we feel, we, with our freedom we decide, I don't want to live for myself, I want to live for the Lord for the kingdom, for the church. God looks at our decision, uh, not our uh, natural feelings. Once uh, I was preaching about, on, about this, uh, and after the, afterwards a man, a lay people, a father like you, wrote to me a letter and said, Father, I went regularly to confession and I, I, I think I said uh, I was very, very sincere. I said, I confessed my sins, but at the end there was always something unresolved, uh, shade. Um, I was unsatisfied. I, don't, I didn't know why. Huh? When I heard this, that our root sin is living for ourselves, I understood. I went to confession and I started saying, Father, I have lived till now for myself. And from this moment, oh, I felt relieved after the confession. So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey, to maximise your potential, to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching 
on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose and joy. So God bless and stay safe.